Hey everyone, this is Patrick Cacciatore with No Struggle, No Story. Here on No Struggle, No Story, we speak with highly successful athletes about struggles and adversities that they face and how they've overcome them to improve not only as athletes, but people as well. And today I'm super excited to be bringing on uh, ACU basketball player, Paul Hepler. So thank you for coming on today, my man. Yeah, Patrick, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I was super excited when you reached out to me and love the page and just honored to be here. Thank you so much, man. No, I'm uh, honored to have you. And so, yeah, I think obviously we spoke a little bit prior to the podcast about, you know, some of the things we wanted to go over. And so I'll kind of, you know, let you start it wherever you feel is best with your story and kind of what you've been through along this, you know, crazy journey. Yeah, no. So from a really young age, uh, I started playing basketball when I was three years old and I knew that, you know, basketball was going to be a big part, um, you know, of my life. And ever since, you know, I can remember basketball has always been, you know, huge, huge in my life and, and instrumental, you know, whether it was, you know, watching it growing up or, or playing it, you know, it's, it's just something that's always been there. And, you know, my dad played basketball, my brother did. So, you know, that was something that always kind of, uh, um, made us like closer was, was that, um, and, you know, pretty soon you start growing up, you watch, you know, college basketball, March Madness, all this stuff. And then, you know, you you start dreaming and everything. So my dream was to become, you know, a division one player at the highest level I could. And then, you know, potentially go on to be a pro. And, and that was my dream when I was younger. And I really pursued that. And, you know, I, I had the skill set to do that, you know, and then I got to I got to high school, you know, did well in high school and then, you know, got started getting injured. So my junior year. Um, I ruptured my appendix in the middle of practice and missed half of the season, my junior year, which is obviously a pretty big time for recruiting, for getting your film together and everything. Um, you know, that was one thing. And then at the beginning of my senior year, I had this hip injury that, you know, I went to like eight weeks of intensive rehab. Um, but I missed half of my senior year and I really wasn't, you know, a hundred percent, uh, my, my senior season. So you know, by the grace of God, I had some good AU footage, um, you know, shared it with some coaches, had two opportunities to play division one. Um, one was at a pretty high, uh, high level, top 20, top 25 regular school. Um, and I was excited and I thought that was the place that I was going to go. Um, but then there was Abilene Christian and I visited Abilene and, you know, I was kind of like, you know, this is good, but you know, I, w- I was just so focused on the the top 25 school, you know, absolutely. Then the name like, will always get you. Exactly. And, and so many people get caught up in that hype, you know, whether it's just the division one hype. I mean, there's so many kids, you know, from my high school that it was funny, like signed on signing day and whatever. I think we had like 60 something athletes like play at the next wow. level. And I'm serious, like three quarters of them were like done by the first year. And it's just, I think people get so caught up in the hype that they don't focus that, you know, college is other things, you know, college is community, you know, whatever your faith background is, um, you know, church, all these different things like that goes into like your college experience. It's not just, you know, the division one athletics, which are a big part, man. Like, you know, it's seven hour days, you know, in the, you know, off season working out with that stuff. And then regular season, you know, it's, that's your life, but you know, there's so much more to college than that, but Anyway, so chose Abilene Christian, you know, God kind of steered my heart going that way. Um, Kind of a last minute thing. I mean, I told my parents I was going to go to this other school uh, the night before. And then that morning just had a really strong, you know, feeling to go there. And, you know, I did. I was I was happy. I was like, I signed. I'm 
I'm going division one and, and I'm stoked, but you know, I got there and you know, I'm, I'm like six, four, but when I got there, I was 149 pounds. Wow. So, and I was the only freshman coming in too. So, so I'm going up against these, these guys that have, have had, you know, division one strength and conditioning, which is, which is like probably the biggest factor of different level, different level yeah. for sure. It's, it's a different level, the strength and conditioning you get at the division one level. And I mean, you can tell, I mean, um, so my body wasn't ready and I was just like, okay, whatever, you know, freshman year, I'm not going to red shirt. Cause I want to do this thing in four years, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to work hard. I know I'm probably not going to play a lot my freshman year, um, but I'll focus on, you know, getting strong and everything. And I worked so hard with my strength coach guy named Brandon Decker. He's, he's like the best strength coach in the nation, just as like super smart. And uh, by the end, the sum, the next summer I was weighing like 190 pounds. So I got, you know, back to a ton of muscle. Yeah. Yeah. Division one muscle, you know, my vertical, everything quickness went up, you know, but the, the same situation, we lost like no one that year. So sophomore year comes around and I'm just like, okay, you know, it, it will probably be the same thing as freshman year, probably a little bit more minutes. Um, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to work my butt off, you know, same thing. And you know, that year, it, exactly how I said, you know, I got a little bit more action, but you know, still not where I wanted to be. For sure. And, you know, we went to March Madness that year, got to play Kentucky in the first round. Um, and it was, it was a great experience. I, I, I loved it, but you know, as, as athletes, we always want more minutes. We always want more sure. and we're not satisfied until we get more. Exactly. So um, yeah. So junior year comes around, some guys graduated. So I was thinking this is my time. Like, this is it. This is what I've been working for junior, senior year. This is going to be mine. So play really good in, in the preseason, um, you know, have really good practices. They stat, you know, at our level, you know, they stat all practices and my numbers were good. My, my three point percentage was really high, you know, but then I saw my minutes, you know, decline. And I'm just I'm just like, what's going on, man? Like I, I'm doing I feel like I'm doing everything right. But like, what's going on? Um, and then obviously COVID and everything happened. So that, that was pretty rough, but I was so set in this mindset of, you know, I want to be a pro. Uh, I need to, I need this, I need this to, to be a pro. And during COVID, it just kind of helped me reset, you know, For sure. and focus on my family, focus on my faith. Um, you know, cause we were all together and I'm getting married, I think in, in three weeks and, my fiance's parents had had the virus. So she was, you know, living in one of our guest rooms here and it was just a great time, man. We would all hang out together, talk, get real about our faith and, um, you know, just do all these activities. And that was just a great time for me to, to reset. Cause when you're spending, you know, seven hours a day on, on a sport, it's hard that that's the only thing you can think about. It consumes you, I think, oh, in, a, in a lot of ways, especially when you're doing the strength and conditioning. It's not just the sport. When you're not playing, you're thinking about it. It's, it's all day, every day. Yeah, it's a lifestyle, man. Like the way you eat, uh, how much sleep you get, water. Like it's it goes into to everything. Mm -hmm. And just that that reset was the best thing for me, man. And, um, you know, so I was supposed to, you know, travel. I think I was supposed to be in like three countries that COVID summer playing basketball. And, um, uh, I was excited about it. And then, you know, that came to a halt. So I was just kind of like, I was praying. I was like, God, if, if it's not your will for me to be a pro, like, let me know. Yeah. I don't want to be one of those guys that, you know, rise this thing out and, you know, just has like regrets his whole life and resentment towards for people. Sure. I don't want to be that. I want to have peace. I want to have happiness, you know? So I prayed that. And then, you know, I prayed that before my senior year, but 
we get back to school and same thing as, as junior year. I was, I was excited. I was playing well in preseason shooting percentage, everything was going good. And then, you know, see my minutes decline and, you know, I'm just, I'm thinking, I'm just like, man, this is, this is a, a tough, you know, situation. You know, I obviously, I, I'm a division one player. I want to be, you know, I want to be the 20 point, you know, a night guy and every, everyone does, you know, but I remember, so we, we had a great year this year. I mean, probably it definitely the best year in our school's history. And, um, you know, we're going to our conference tournament. I remember hopping in to right before I got on the bus to head there. Um, and I knew, I knew we were going to win our conference tournament. And then right after our conference tournament, we were going to go to Indianapolis, uh, for March Madness. And I remember, I've, I just got this crazy feeling and uh, it's, it's, I can only describe it as God. And he told me, he just said, your life is never going to change or is never going to be the same when you get back in your car here. And I felt that so strong. So what I'm thinking is, this is my chance. Like oh. I'm going to get a crazy opportunity. I'm going to hit a crazy shot either in our conference tournament or in March Madness. So, you know, we go to our conference tournament. I'm, I'm, I'm fully believing that. And I have that, that feeling. And we go to March Madness, uh, sorry, sorry, to our conference tournament. And we we beat the team by like 30 in our first game. So I was like, okay, that wasn't it. Uh, and then we beat our, the team by 34 in the next game. And I was like, okay, that wasn't it. So, you know, we go to Indianapolis, you know, we're there for a week in the bubble and everything, you know, uh, doing our thing and testing every day. It was crazy, crazy experience, but loved every minute of it. Unbelievable, huh? How intense yeah. that stuff is. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So it was awesome, but the night, the day before, so we're, we're uh, practicing to play Texas and the day before, like, I get the feeling again, like your life is never going to be the same again tomorrow. And I was just like, okay, that's, that's two. Like, so it's definitely yeah. going to happen in March Madness. And like the next day I practice, like after I'm going full court and I'm practicing my buzzer beater shots. Cause I'm like, that's, what's going to happen. Like, yeah. I, like, I feel like that's, what's going to happen. And I'm literally like, doing Jim Nance's voice, like in my head, like, you know, just all this stuff. I'm just doing crazy. You're ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready. And I'm just sinking these suckers. And so the game comes and, you know, we're hanging with Texas, which is no one thought we were going to, you know, it's oh. Abilene Christian versus Texas. It's $2 million athletic budget versus $200 million athletic budget. 100%. So it's the beauty we, uh, of March Madness though, man. Exactly. Exactly. That's why people love it. So we're hanging with them in the first half. I think we're down like five in the first half. And I'm like, oh no, this is, this is like, it's going to happen. So I don't play in the first half. Second half, like we're neck and neck with them. It's just, it's an absolute like prize fight. It's the ugliest game I've ever seen, but like, that's what we wanted. That's how, that's how, you know, schools at our level, you know, win games is they just make it ugly. Make it physical, make it dirty. Yeah. And so we're playing and we're down by one with 10 seconds left and it's our ball. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is it. It's like going to happen. And like, I'm looking at my coach and I'm just ready, you know? And then he looks at me and then looks back in the game and then they throw the ball in. And I'm just like, what, like, yeah. what the heck, bro? So then, you know, we win the game crazy fashion on two free throws. And then I'm walking back and, you know, I'm stoked, man. Cause we just won. Yeah. But I'm just thinking, I'm like, what was God talking about? Like, what yeah. was he talking about? And then I get back to my phone and then I realized what he was talking about. You know, he was able to change my life 
like through not even, you know, getting the minutes that I wanted. That was a crazy thing. And, you know, a lo- so many people wrote, wrote stories about me, I think just because it's such an anomaly, you know, they see this, this senior who's not getting the minutes and they're like, why is he so happy for his teammates? You know, why is he so happy? But this was, this was something I did for four years and I didn't even realize like the kind of like impact that it was having. And, um, you know, that's not because of me, that's, that's Christ in my life. The, the, the light that I have for that. Exactly. And I remember this guy wrote this story about me and he said, like, there's just a light about Paul Hepler and he's not, he's not of a, he's not a Christian. And I just want to say like that light is Christ. Like the only reason that, that God put me on that, that stage that gave me that, that attention, the ESPN, the bleacher report, the bar stool, all that stuff. The only reason he did that was so that I can give glory to him. That's why in every, every single interview, whatever it is, I, I always try to give him the glory because he's the reason that, that I'm joyful, that I have energy in every single situation. Even when I wanted to be a 20 point a night guy, you know, I, I can be happy. I can be content. And the kind of the last thing was this, I, I was listening to this sermon uh, my sophomore year is a Rick Warren sermon. He's talking about the Beatitudes and he kind of ends by just saying this. He's like, you can be happy all the time if you're happy for other people. Absolutely. And he was like, if you're only happy when something good happens to you, he's like, you're not going to be happy that often. You know, the, the, our accomplishments in life, you know, come few and far between, but if you can truly be happy for other people, you're gonna be happy in every single situation. And I mean, that just changed my complete mentality towards everything, towards teammates, towards coaches, towards everything, you know? And I mean, yeah, you just gotta, you gotta have, have that type of mentality. If, if you truly want to be happy, if you truly want to make it in every single situation. I think that's an amazing story. And first of all, I just want to say that's incredible. You know, just that attitude that you talk about is, uh, you know, something that every team wishes they had. And I think that that's an amazing thing. And I think your, you know, your faith is something that's so strong that really helps you, you know, always keep that and something that's so important. I think, you know, one thing I just want to talk about is that, you know, so many athletes struggle with finding their self-worth and how well they're playing or how many, like you said, playing in the lineup or, you know, being out there, all the points. And so, what was that journey like? And did you ever struggle with that in your head throughout this career? Obviously, I know you found it came to a point where you really learned what God was teaching you, but how was that journey? What was it like? And how was that a big lesson you feel like you learned? Oh, totally. And, you know, it's, it's the biggest lesson in life. Like things aren't always going to go our way, but it's what you do in that moment that things aren't going your way that really define you, you know? And um, I always wanted to be contributing, you know, if I wasn't on the court, you know, playing or whatever, I wanted to be as effective on the bench as I was if I was on the court, you know? So that was, that was my goal is I just wanted to hype up my teams and in the South End conference, you know, we play in a lot of big arenas with almost no one there. Yeah. You know, so we like that, that energy from the bench really goes a long way. Absolutely. And then, you know, I'm also trying to inspire, you know, the freshmen and, you know, the guys that, that haven't been there that long, you know, to show them like the culture, you know, yeah. that we have, you know, and they, they bought into it too, man. Like we were, we would just have fun, man. And it was, we would stay locked into the game plan and everything about the same time we would have fun. And I like, if I wasn't like that, if I wasn't the energy guy, if I wasn't hyping up my teams, I would probably be super, you know, bitter and resentful because I would have just probably just sat there 
angry and just kind of stewed in my anger the whole time, you know, that I wasn't getting those minutes, but I'm just, I'm so glad that, you know, I still had that experience and, and, you know, helped out my team in that way. Cause there's always something to do. There's always something to do that. This notion that the, that there's only five players that are contributing team. That's, that's not true at all. You know, absolutely not. It takes a village, man. Like your whole team's got to be bought in. And one person, even if they don't play, can ruin that whole thing. And that's what I've seen being, you know, at this level for four years. No, I think that's such an incredible, you know, idea. Because, I mean, the point is that, of course, everyone wants to play. They want to get those minutes and they want to be in the lineup. But at the same time, you can have just as big of an impact no matter where you are. And so I guess kind of that attitude, is that something you try and take into your life? And how much has that helped you, I guess, in everywhere? You know, because I think it's, it's a life attitude. It's not just a basketball attitude. And so how much has that helped you in other parts of your life? And, and you know, as you continue, you know, into the next part of your uh, journey? Yeah, no, in, in every way. And, you know, now that I graduate and I'm done with basketball, that's something I'm taking into the real world. Because like I said, you know, I'm not always going to be, you know, in charge of necessarily like, my whole life, you know, but you can control what you can control. So I, you can control your attitude. You can control your energy, your passion. There's so many things that you can control that have like an over, um, like an overall huge effect on your life and in everything. And if you don't, and if you only, you know, worry about stuff you can't control, man, your life is going to suck and you're going to be, you're, you're going to be sad, depressed, and you're not just going to, you're not going to live an exciting life. You know, even when things aren't exciting, and you're stuck in whatever you're stuck in a, a, a job that you're not that big of a fan of, man, you can make it better, man. I'm telling you just energy and passion can change so much. And, you know, that's why, like, you look at, you look at like the, the Elon Musk, the Jeff Bezos, all these guys, and they have this kind of energy about them. It's different. It's so Absolutely. different than, than anyone. The most successful people have this type of energy. And that's what I've seen, you know, um, you know, just kind of watching, successful people work CEOs inventors entrepreneurs lawyers doctors like there's always like a different energy about them you know absolutely I know exactly what you're talking about it's so interesting because I think it's just the idea that no matter what it's the reaction it's like it's I have this um this equation right so it's event plus um reaction equals outcome right and so i mean the events the uncontrollables the things that happen to you things like covid not playing these kinds of things and then the um the reaction and the way you react to everything is what's going to control that outcome and i think that's the beautiful thing about you talk about those uh all the successful people in the world is that they take whatever comes their way and they they view it in a different way than the um the average i think you know what i mean and i think what you're talking about is just that positive outlook yeah. And so I have a, I, you know, I think a pretty interesting question that I think a lot of athletes struggle with is that when you have this attitude and maybe you're not getting exactly what you want, it's often hard to judge the impact that you're having all the time, right? Because it's this energy and it's what you're bringing to other people. And it's something I've personally struggled with too. Is so how are you kind of judging yourself on how you're impacting other people when maybe it's not a, you know, a stat or something like that? It's hard to judge all the time. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just focus on, you know, audience of one, I'm just trying to honor God. You know, that's, that's who I'm trying to honor first and first and foremost. And, you know, if, if, you know, I think if he was watching, he'd be happy watching someone that, you know, isn't getting what they want, but at the same time can, can have that impact. But I think the main thing is you don't listen to outside voices, you know, there's, there's always going to be haters, man. There's always going to be, and I mean, I experienced that, you know, I, I, you know, kind of, uh, 
went after the, uh, you know, one of the biggest schools in the nation. So, you know, I had, I still have trolls messaging me every day, but, um, you know, you can't focus on that. You know, you, you, you know, your worth, um, you know, you know, who your, who your faith is in, you know, who your, your trust is in and all this stuff. And, and, um, you know, if you just, if you focus on what other people think, you know, it's just, that's the, that's the most toxic thing you can do in your life. If, if I listen to what people, you know, uh, said about me, you know, and, oh yeah, you don't have that much of an impact. You know, you're just a bench warmer, yada, yada, yada. You know, I wouldn't have, you know, this experience. I wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking right now if, if we had that. And I would have just been some, some regular guy, you know, just riding a bench somewhere, but you know, you just, you have to have that impact. You have to stand out and, um, you just got to block out other voices. And some of those voices, man, come from like your camp. Absolutely. I mean, I had, I had people at my school, you know, talking down to me about that, you know, and then, um, you know, you just got to block it out. You got to know your worth. But I remember, um, uh, these coaches from McNeese, which is a school in our conference, I was walking out after our, uh, our game when we won in the semifinals of our conference tournament and they both stopped me and they were like, Hey, like, and this was before all the hype, this was before all the, the, the media and everything ha- like caught the wave and everything. And they told me, they said, Hey, like, I know that, you know, you don't get recognized that much for this stuff. And they were like, we just want to say you're like the most impactful dude in the conference. And they're like, we seriously mean that. That's and like, after that, I was like, you know, it feels good to be recognized for that once in a while. Like I don't live for that. I don't live, you know, to be recognized by people or to, you know, get those type of compliments. But like when they do come man, that, that really felt it means a lot regardless, especially coming from a rival school, you know, that, that really meant a lot to me. So, yeah. No, I think that's such an important message because I think a lot of people, especially in athletics can get caught up in comparison to others. And I think, you know, when you get compared, when you get into that, then it's really hard to ever truly find your self-worth because I think it's, it's constantly changing because, you know, if you're comparing yourself to someone and they're doing great, you feel terrible. If they're doing not so great, you feel good. And that's just, I don't think a positive way to live your life and not a way to be impactful like you talk about. And so how much is just that freeing feeling of knowing that you are loved by God all the time, regardless of what you're doing? How much does that just allow you to really impact the people around you and bring this energy that I think so many people appreciate around you? Yeah, a ton, man. Because if if I wasn't listening to God and I was listening to what the world was telling me, you know, they would it would have said like transfer, get out of there. You know, you're you're not you know, they don't like you there. They don't do this, you know, but when I listen to God, it's, you know, you're there for a reason, even though you're not on the court. Um, and, you know, and it also helped me realize how much I love the school, you know, not just basketball, but the school, like I, I'm at a, I was at a great place, man. I love Abilene Christian and I, I loved it so much, just a real Christ centered school. And if I was just focused on myself, if I was being selfish and going, you know, I, I just, I just want to play and I'm going to transfer here. I wouldn't have met my full potential and I wouldn't have, you know, been fulfilling God's will in my life. So that's really important to listen to just don't not focusing on yourself and being selfish. But um, that's, that's also what I was looking at with, you know, being a pro and, you know, maybe pursuing that. And I was thinking, I was like, man, if I go play, you know, a year in Australia or whatever, that's going to be selfish to my family, my soon to be wife, you know, who would have, you know, been kind of sacrificing so much for me just to check this off of my box. Exactly. You know, and, and that was the only thing it was, it was for, was for, you know, me to check it off my box. And, um, 
And that's why, you know, I left the game so happy. I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm done with basketball. I graduated and everything and I'm as happy as can be. I don't, I don't miss it in a good way, in a good way. I'm glad for, you know, my whole career and everything, but I, I don't miss it. And I just, I felt God leading me away. And, and that was just an answer to prayer that I had at the beginning of my college career was just, you know, let me know when it's time. And he did. And, and I'm so glad about that because, you know, it can become a God, you know, and, and I've been doing this for shoot almost 20 years, you know, playing basketball and, you know, it can be a little scary being like, Oh no, like I don't have basketball anymore. I don't have that crutch, but it, it feels so freeing now. And I'm just, I was listening to God and he led me to law school and I'm back home in California. It's just the next step is, is so awesome, man. But you know, I was, I, I slept well at night, every night in college, even when I wasn't playing. Cause I knew I was doing everything I could. Absolutely. I was, I knew I was working the hardest in the gym. I knew I was working the hardest in the weight room and that's how I slept well at night, no matter what happened to me, because that's, that, that's the whole thing I was talking about control. You can control. Cause I just, I controlled everything I did. Nothing, you know, everything else wasn't in my control. I wasn't the coach. I wasn't going mm-hmm. Paul get in or else I wouldn't, you know, never come out. So, um, <laughs> that's the, that's the biggest thing to focus on, man. That is in that, that helped me a hundred percent in my career. hundred percent. I think it's everything because I think that's the way that you get the most out of yourself. And at the end of the day, that's all I think anybody can ask for. And I think it's a really, really good reminder for all athletes and just people around is that, you know, those uncontrollables, they can really get uh, dig in your mind and really make you think different ways about yourself. But I think at the end of the day, getting the most out of yourself is what all of us really want at the end of the day. And so yeah. uh, I think kind of towards running towards the end, I kind of want to touch on one more topic that I think you talked about. And that was choosing the right community like around you. And I think you talked about Abilene Christian being such an important factor and why you had such a great college experience and your family, your soon to be wife, all of these things. How important is it to kind of create a great support system and create great people around you, you know, and, you know, in this journey of life? It's, it's everything in my, that's kind of my dad, dad's main, you know, teaching point, you know, with me uh, uh, was who's in your cabinet, you know, and, you know, everyone knows, you know, the presidential cabinet, his, his biggest, you know, uh, officials, people breathing into him and everything. And, you know, who's in your cabinet, who's breathing into you, you know, and, and what are they breathing into you? So in my cabinet, man, I had people that are way smarter than me, way success, more successful than me. People are usually older than me, even though I have people that are my age in there, but have good people in your cabinet, man, that, that have seen people that have seen, you know, experiences like yours and, you know, just no advice, you know, and, um, that, that helped me a ton. You know, I, I, uh, one of the main people in my cabinet is, uh, he's the number one high school baseball coach in the country. His name's Glenn Cicchini. And, um, he's, he was my dad's best friend growing up, but man, we talked so much and he would check on in on me. You know, he was there when, when my appendix ruptured and, you know, just kind of saw my journey, my whole life with, with sports and his kids, uh, were played major league baseball. So he, he, you know, knew the sports game and everything. And, man, he was the one that taught me, you know, the, the control everything and um, sorry. Yeah. Control what you can control and don't worry about the other stuff. And, you know, also people breathing into you, you know, faith wise, have, have a strong church. That is that that's my number one advice for, for kids going to college is find a church, you know, cause it's so easy. You know, you're away from mom and dad. Now they're not waking you up, you know, at 10 AM on Sunday anymore. You know, it's, it's easy, especially at, you know, when we play on Saturdays and then we'll drive through the night to get back, it's so easy to skip, you know, church, 
but man, it, it's so important because there's people breathing into you there all the time. And I had a great church in Abilene and, um, yeah, you, you, you have to have that support system. If you don't have that support system, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. What, what's the, what's that line? It's like, if you want to become go, the, there's the one where it's, I was out to, I was out to use it where it was like, uh, you become the five people you spend the most time with. And I mean, yeah. I think to an extent that is just so true because I think, you know, it's, I think, you know, there, I also heard this other thing where it's like what you hear, what you read, what you watch and what you listen to are the four most important things. And I mean, when you're around these people who are telling you the right things, giving you great advice, like you said, have great experiences in something similar to what you do. I mean, it's everything and it's who you begin to grow into. And I think what you're talking about, it's just such an important factor in how you grow in whatever you're facing, whether it's athletics, academics, or, you know, the next chapter in life. Totally. Totally. No, that's, it's everything. You are who you hang out with, you know, and just make sure you have good people, positive people that are breathing into you. It's, it's hard to find people that are truly happy with your accomplishments, but when you find those people and put them in your cabinet, man, it makes a hundred percent difference. 100% man. And so I guess kind of closing off here with the last question, if you could give one, I think you kind of just said it. So it's interesting, but uh, if you give one piece of advice to everyone that's listening, what would it be? Man, obviously make sure Christ is first in your life. That is, that is number one. And then, you know, it's also number two, number three, it's, it's, that's everything is make sure Christ is first in your life. Everything. If, if my purpose was just to score 20 points in March madness, and let's say I did that, let's say I scored 20 points and hit a buzzer beater. Like I thought I was going to do that's over, you know, but when Christ is at the center of everything you do, that's infinite. It never, your purpose is never going to end. Your purpose is never finished. You're never going to have an identity crisis. Your, your purpose is always going to be, you know, fulfill. It's always going to be exciting, man. So you gotta, and I mean, that's, that's just, I'm, I'm excited to leave the, the, the interview off there because that's, that's everything in my life is just make sure Christ is first in your life and in everything and everything you watch, talk, speak, drink, whatever, whatever it is, make sure he is first um and just focus on that keep everything christ-centered you know it's easy to have idols it's easy to idolize basketball it's easy to idolize you know my wife it's easy to idolize people around me but those people are going to let you down if your faith is in christ he's never going to let you down ever absolutely i couldn't think of a better way to finish off the interview and to go out and uh Man, I really appreciate you joining us today and coming on. I, it was amazing speaking with you, man. I love your energy. I love who you are. And man, it's just really, really awesome to uh, get to meet you and get to hear your story. For sure. Thanks so much, Patrick. Absolutely, man. Have a great day. All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Peace.